You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome to Strange Familiars. If you have a story you'd like to share with us, you could try to email us, but that email is now backed up for several weeks. Strange Familiars Podcast at gmail.com. We'll tell the whole story as we go on here. Welcome to the lamest <laughs> on site episode <laughs> of Strange Familiars ever. See what you did there with the, with the lame thing and not being able to walk. Nice. Recorded from my bed. At is, home, at least. Yeah. At least I'm home. This is terribly Victorian. <laughs> Very Victorian way to podcast. So, Tim, you're home. I'm home. I don't know where to begin. So, there might not be a lot of paranormal stuff in this, although there is a strange familiar's twist yeah. to the story. There's some synchronicities. But I'll ask everybody to um, to bear with us as we kind of explain what's going on and 
I'm going to tell from my perspective, and Allison's probably going to have to keep the timeline because she told me Monday. It's Wednesday night now, right? Yeah, it's Wednesday night, yeah. She told me Monday that it had been a week since I went into the emergency room. And I don't even know where that week went. I think that's better with most medical things if you have, like, sort of a, a slight amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear cars going by. We're not in the studio. We're I, I'm sitting in bed. I, I am on. What do they call it? Medically, I'm on house medical house arrest. Basically, <laughs> you're kind of on, like tell everybody the, the three things you're technically allowed to to leave the house for, which I find okay. arbitrary and ridiculous. So I'm going to get into the whole story, but the, before we do, yes, yeah, so I'm. I forget what the technical term is. Medically homebound. That's yes. what it is. I'm medically homebound. I don't feel like my voice is right, so I'm going to apologize for that. Maybe it's just from laying in bed for over a week, but I'm medically homebound, which I'm not allowed to leave the house. I have visiting nurses that come in. It's better than being at the hospital. I'm allowed to leave the house to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. And if you know what I look like, you know how ridiculous this is. The nurse tells me I'm allowed to go to the barber. Yeah. <laughs> now might be the one time you want to cut off that waist-length hair just to get out of the house. And the beard. Okay. I, with no irony, see, she says this, you're allowed to go to the barber. <laughs> I point to my head like... Like, has this happened in a while? Probably not. Yeah, like... Like, I just missed an appointment and this happened. <laughs> just in, in an afternoon. Yeah. Just, I, I missed my barber Three appointment last week. Three feet of gray hair growing. So, obviously, we didn't do a show last week. This week's show is late, obviously. If you keep in touch with us via Discord or via Patreon or via the Facebook group, you might have gotten the update. Instagram, maybe. I tried to update all the places. But I couldn't update the feed. So if you just get the show through the feed, you're probably wondering where Strange Familiars go. And basically just took the world's lamest vacation. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so 14 years ago. Let's roll back the clock. 14 years. Way before there was a Strange Familiars. Before I was writing books. I had just begun to work part-time just to pick up some extra money at my friend's guitar shop. And I had only been working there a short amount of time. Not too long. I don't remember how long. Weeks, not yeah. months. And my eye started I started getting a very particular headache around my eye. Around my left eye. And then my eye started to hurt. I'd never had eye pain before really really started to hurt and then over the course of the next few days it started getting blurry and blurrier and eventually I could only see light and dark that's it so this is obviously a problem when you you go blind even for a man you recognize that maybe it was time to call the doctor (laughs) (laughs) it was a scary time my brother Chris a few months previous to this, had gotten diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. 
which is pretty much a death sentence. And to have my eye go blind like this so quickly, one of the possibilities was it was a tumor, of course. It was very frightening. And I went through a series of tests. But the first eye doctor I went to, who looked in my eye, said something. She said, if you were a woman over the age of 40, I'd swear this was MS. And I knew right then, that's what it was. Because my mom had MS, a very, very bad case that sent her to a nursing home pretty young. She had progressive MS, so hers just kept getting worse. If you don't know what MS is, it's multiple sclerosis. Um, I don't I don't think anyone really understands it that well. As best as we understand it, it's... An autoimmune disease that causes uh, de- demyelination of the, the protective coating around the nerves, right? Right. So you, you get lesions or scars, basically, on on your nerves. It can happen on your spinal cord. It can happen on your brain. And it can cause all manner of problems. When my mom had this, and my maternal grandmother had it as well. And they say it doesn't run in your family. In any case. Not a happy diagnosis, but in light of my brother's diagnosis, you know, that definitely colored it in a different way. And of course, I'd seen my mom live with MS. And I'd seen my grandmother really live with MS and as much as possible thrive with MS. I mean, she... She lived to be quite old, actually. Yeah, and she kind of never, as much as possible, never let it interfere with what she did. But I still had to go through a battery of tests, and there's, I think, two ways at that point you got diagnosed with MS. One was by having an MRI having the right amount of lesions on your brain. Yeah, I love the fact that, like, I think at the time, and I could be wrong about this, was like eight lesions wasn't MS, but nine was. Right, <laughs> like, because I had two MRIs. The first one I didn't have enough, yeah. and the second one they said, congratulations, yeah. you have MS. <laughs> the other way was a spinal tap, I think. There's some kind of, like, spinal tap and te- something they can do to test it, but I, I... And sometimes it's just a process of elimination. when you Yeah, with my mom, that's all they could do was just eliminate everything else. But uh, I went through a battery of tests just to make sure, you know, it wasn't a tumor. It wasn't anything else. And, uh, they ended up giving me IV steroids over the course of a weekend. They left an IV in my arm, and I would visit the hospital, and they'd give me steroids. And my vision came back, I want to say 95%, maybe more, very quickly. Really, you reminded me, after the first steroid treatment, we were on the way home, and I started to get vision back. So I had MS, and I took my MS meds and didn't think much else about it. Kind of went on with my life. I had a pretty well-managed case, I guess, for close to 15 years. That's not to say that you haven't dealt with things, but but you have been lucky in that you haven't had major, major, major events. Right. 
Well, now we found out that I have been having little events <laughs> this whole time, but w I didn't know. I didn't know that they were little mini attacks. So I proceeded with my life. I didn't think about it too much. I always said denial was one of my personal treatments for MS. Not denying that I had it. I took my, my meds. But just not thinking about it if I didn't have to. And I think that's a something that people don't always respect, that people have different ways of dealing things. And, and for some people, you know, maybe gathering with other people who have a similar condition is actually really helpful and affirming. But sometimes um, you just don't want to put the sticker on your car, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I remember at some point, I, you know, it's a friend's brother-in-law got diagnosed with MS. My friend said, will you talk to him about it? You know, you've been dealing with this for a while. And I said, yeah. And uh, I was working at a music studio at that time. And this guy would come in and just talk to me all day about MS and nothing else. Yeah. And about and he was a fairly fairly healthy guy too. He mm -hmm. he didn't have any bad attacks. Mm -hmm. But he was very much about preparing. He was already buying a one floor handicapped accessible house. He was just getting ready for mm -hmm. this. And that just isn't me. That's just not my approach. And bless the guy, but I can't I can't live in that state mm -hmm. where I'm just thinking like that. Yeah, you never wanted it to be like part of your personality. It just is like a weird incidental thing, like a shoe size or you know, right. an eye and, color or. And, and if you're the kind of person that 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 kind of preparation works for you, I'm not. That's not a judgment. Yeah, I'm yeah. not judging at all. Like that. That's, but that's not. That's not the kind. It's just not what I can do. To, to function and move on. Yeah, I would think, if anything, you probably used it as a catalyst to just uh, make yourself be as creative as possible as much of the time, knowing that, in some ways, you have a bit of a monkey on your back that maybe other people don't. Yeah. It was kind of, I mean, yeah, I always thought of it as, like, sort of, like... Maybe I well I think of that episode of the Twilight Zone where you look out on the wing and that mm -hmm. weird little creature's looking back at you. Right, right. I I feel like it's like that. Like you gotta keep moving because that weird little creature's looking at you sometimes. Yeah. I mean if you look at my creative output from that time and people are like, Boy, you've done a lot of albums and boy you do a lot of stuff. That's part of the drive. Because at some point maybe I won't be able to do that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd like to get some stuff done. So I moved through the years and I found what I love to do. And I'm very lucky in that because I tried to get disability and they would not give it to me. They said I could work on a in a factory line. Yeah, there was some discussion about because of your artistic ability that you could put icing on cupcakes at a mythical factory where you could stand all day and put icing on cupcakes. It was an oddly yeah. specific way of you potentially making money for yourself. <laughs> it's so completely unrealistic. So when you go in front of these disability people, there's a job expert and a judge there. Neither one of them's ever met you. 
Nor do they have medical experience. They are not medical people. You bring in all your evidence. You can bring in letters from your doctors. You bring in your lawyer with you. And they look at you, and then they tell you what job you can do. Mm -hmm. And they don't see you on the day when you have to say, I can't come in because I can't feel my leg today, or I can't come in because between, I'm pretty sure between two and five today, I'm going to need to sleep. Exactly. That's the thing with MS and, and work and what no employer wants to hear. I will be there most of the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know an employer anywhere who's sympathetic to uh, people's home life issues, to their, I mean, I mean, there are rare exceptions to that, but none of the jobs that either one of us have ever had has anyone been sympathetic to like, hey, I can't come in Wednesday afternoon because I might have MS fatigue and I can't be there. Right. Right, it's not an acceptable excuse yeah. for not coming to work. In fact, I took a part-time job stocking a, a chain bookstore when they moved into the area one time. And I met with the one of the managers. Mm -hmm. And I said the same thing, basically. I'm going to do my best to be here every time I can be. Mm -hmm. But I have MS, and I'm on this particular medicine, and sometimes I can't. He literally said to me, I have MS, I'm on that medicine, it's not that bad. That's what he said to me. As if we're all the same, mm -hmm. and it affects him exactly the same way it affects me, and his MS would affect him the same way it would affect me, if he was even telling the truth, who knows. Mm -hmm. So this is the kind of thing you get, and... It's fine. I made my way, and I, I found my way, and I'm very lucky because I don't have to work for anybody else because I don't have a choice. I can't do it. They won't give me disability, and I, no one will hire me. My friend with the guitar shop, he was very understanding because it was a family business, and he saw me come down with MS. He's very understanding and very flexible, but it's a part-time job at a guitar shop. It's not You don't make a living there. Mm -hmm. So in any case, I went on with my life. I did what I like to do, thankfully, and, and I hiked when I could hike. And You guys know the rest. You've been there for the rest. And Every now and then, a couple months a year, my foot might be numb. The side of my face might be numb for a month. There's other might, like annoying side tired. effects. Yeah. I might be tired. I might be tired. Had some other... Issues that that were probably MS related that rather not talk about, mm -hmm. but in general, not big impacts on my quality of life. Let's say, got to be careful when I hike. Do have balance issues, fall down sometimes. That's why I always have that walking stick with me. It's not just purely raccoon based. No, and it's, <laughs> it's not solely Gandalf cosplay. <laughs> so not this past Monday. Monday before Monday before I was in the emergency room, right? Mm -hmm. So about the Monday before that, my feet started just being tingly, kind of, kind of that tingly numbness, like they were asleep. And throughout the week, it kind of crept up, and that tingling crept up my legs, and then numbness followed. And then uh, by Friday, I was I was at least tingly to my waist and pretty numb up my legs and we called uh, the neurologist's office and 
They gave me some oral steroids to see if that would calm it down. It did nothing. And by Sunday, I was pretty much felt like I was walking on blocks. Like I pretty much had no feeling in my feet. And then Monday, I was pretty much numb to my waist. And my fingers had started going numb as well. Pretty scary. So we went to the emergency room. And they floated out all manner of scary possible alternate diagnoses. People don't shave with Occam's razor anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Which I had already gone through in my head, you know, every horrible thing besides MS. Yeah, and I kept saying, it's MS. Come on, like... This was a a very bad MS attack. And they immediately put me in an MRI machine for over two hours. They did an MRI of my spine and my brain. It was brutal. Absolutely brutal MRI. Basically shoved in a plastic coffin for... Yeah, now with uh, the special precautions for COVID, while you're shoved in the little tube. You also have to wear a mask. <laughs> yeah, it was unbelievable. It's it it like, how can you make a situation that was already claustrophobic claustrophobic for everyone and now limit your yeah, ability to yeah, breathe? Now you have a mask plus that cage jammed over your head. Then you're shoved into a little plastic coffin. The reggae selection for the, <laughs> for the music at York Hospital it's good, but limited. Limited. I yeah. asked him to put the reggae on, and I, I heard the... Now, every song was good. Uh-huh. wasn't a bad song they played. <laughs> but it was the same four or five songs over and over and over again. So now you have those songs married to the experience. Well, reggae is a good thing for stuff like that. It's actually a very calming thing. And it's... I remember the worst time that we were ever driving in like horrible snow. We were coming from the Poconos down to where we live in southern part of Pennsylvania. And it was the worst weather either one of us had ever driven in. It was the kind where you're like, you really should get a hotel room and pull over now. But it's like this area that's like, there's nothing up there. And we were like, let's just keep going. And then all of a sudden, like we had like some dub or something in the car we put on and it was like immediately calming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the first thing I, the first time I ever realized how much music really does affect you in that way and can calm you down or can. That's why I went for, for the reggae there. So brutal MRI and it ends up being new active lesions mm-hmm. on my brain and a really, really big one on my cervical spine, which is causing this problem. The treatment is steroids. So they kept me in the hospital. They put me on IV steroids, which I hate. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for whatever benefits they give me with the MS, but they destroy your veins. They put in these IVs. They're supposed to last for, what, 38 days? 28 days. 28 days. I went through three of them because the steroids just tear up your veins. It just starts hurting and hurting and hurting when they when they do the infusion. It's useless energy. I don't know why anyone would do steroids for fun. 
do people do well, steroids? Not for fun, but for to work out or whatever it is, it's. I guess I guess if all you had to do was like point me at something heavy and I'll lift it, like assuming I could, you know, uh-huh. maybe it's useful for that. But it's completely useless energy. Completely useless energy. You're just awake all night with completely bored. And you didn't get the roid rage. No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Allison called my steroids. Would you call it a the uh, sympathy drug for the the menopause empathy drug Men- or the yes. female empathy drug? I got weepy <laughs> at the drop of a hat. Just anything. Just, Commercials on TV. Just, <laughs> like, it would just come over you like a cloud. Really. <laughs> <laughs> there is a there's an episode of Always Sunny <laughs> I, I don't think I've made my, my love of that show a secret where uh, two of the characters are on steroids and one of them, Charlie, my favorite character <laughs> he's on steroids <laughs> and he's just weeping and eating <laughs> he's eating a sub and just crying Ah. <laughs> uh. I saw that when I got home from the hospital. It was, it, Gideon had put on just randomly, and it was the funniest thing because it's uh, a lot of a lot of truth to that for me. Over the course of the week, the numbness started subsiding. I I could walk. I could shuffle. Mm-hmm. I didn't lose my balance completely. So I could shuffle to the bathroom slowly, slowly with help. It's a really big lesion on my spine. That's causing this. That's going to. It's going to be a longer road than than I hoped. I guess to come back for it, from it. But the neurologist says he thinks I can. I can come back. He said. He said a hundred percent. Right. That was his word. That's what he said. Hundred percent. So. You made a lot of improvement in the past week, and. I don't know how long it's going to take to get there, but I'll. I'll I'll keep doing what I need to do, hopefully, to get myself there. So that's where I was and where I am. Um, I can walk. It's difficult. I feel weak. I feel shaky. How much of that is coming off of massive seven-day dose of IV steroids... How much is MS fatigue? How much is... Not being able to sleep for two weeks, basically. Yeah, just just being beat up by the situation. I don't know. But... We'll see. So that's where I was. That's where where I am, currently in bed. As you, like I said, you can hear the traffic going by. I announced this... At some point, you don't like to skip episodes. In fact, I don't. I can't remember the last time you you missed an episode. Maybe maybe we took Thanksgiving off or something. I think you took Thanksgiving off, but then released a patron episode that that week. I might so, have done so, so. I don't think you've actually missed a new episode in quite a while. The outpouring of support after I announced this for me, for you, for our family. For the podcast, from the community, the paranormal community, the podcast community, the people who read my books, 
Our friends. Our friends. Old and new and... Has been breathtaking. If I ever wondered... Did I make a right decision doing this podcast? Am I in the right place in my life? It's clear to me now. I want to thank every one of you. I don't have the steroids to blame now. <laughs> We're going to take some time and to to do absolute proper thank yous to everyone who helped us in specific ways. Um, You're going to hear a lot of thank yous on the podcast. Uh, we're going to try to do I'm planning something else. And I'm planning on a real episode for next week. A real Strange Familiars episode to the best of our ability. To the best of our ability. We were hoping to have some guest hosts come in and do some. That may or may not happen. We'll see to help us to fill in here. But uh, there's no doubt in my mind that I am in the right place. And that you all are my community. I thank you from the bottom of my heart and my family thanks you. It's it's just been incredible. It's been absolutely incredible. And uh, if I had any doubt if I was in the right place, I'm in the right place. I wanted to start thanking people on this episode, but the list is it's not ready yet. It's too long. It's too long. I know a lot of people helped up by buying things, and we're we're getting caught up. We're right, yeah. Oh, that, that, you guys have been so nice about the Etsy store too, and Allison's basically been managing everything. I can't help much with anything. But you can yeah. yell at me and tell me where things. are. <laughs> <laughs> now, honestly, I don't. I didn't know where everything was, no, so I could. This is one of the lessons with this is redundancy, and we don't have a lot of redundancy built in, not in our equipment, and not in our manpower. You do I've all, all. I've all often. The, yeah. yeah. I've said again and again. This is a one man show, and we realize now this has to be a multi person show. I got to show you how to do things. Yeah, I have to learn how to do some editing, and when I'm not here, because uh, this hurt. This is uh, this hurt. But uh, the, at some point, there's a long list of thank yous coming on the show. There's uh, more besides that. Thank you so much, everybody. Again, I it's just incredible. This I'm, is turning into one of those like very special episodes I of know, different strokes. I or know, something. and I didn't <laughs> want it to go fully that way. <laughs> I mean, if you do, you want to talk about one of the more interesting, sort of strange, familiar synchronicity aspects of who you met in the emergency room? Yeah, let's let's take a take a turn into that. Because okay, so here's the thing, like. I am coming around. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I mean, I've said it before, it's been a war of attrition, but I'm like getting pulled into the strange familiar's world. How many renters have you met around here? In my life? Yeah. I've, I've never met anybody with our name. Like, thank God Jeremy Renner got famous because before that, everyone would call and ask for Ms. Reiner. Right. And so I didn't really know anybody else with that name. I certainly don't. I've never met anybody around here. Right. I mean, we. Th- I know there are people closer to where you grew up with that name, but mm-hmm. I didn't know any. It's one cemetery 
in Red Line or just outside of Red Line with a Renner tombstone. It was a big deal for us. I remember when we, we yeah, like, saw oh, it. Oh, wait, like, wow. they've been here before. <laughs> There's not a lot of Renners around here. That's because you're not really from around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, As yeah. everyone from this area will attest. Yes, tw- 20 whole miles south. <laughs> You cross the pot pie threshold where it goes it's, from exactly the pot pie changes yes. at the Mason Dixon line. Yeah. For those people who live outside of this area, there's a specific kind of Pennsylvania Dutch what they call pot pie, which is not a pie on in any level. It's, <laughs> it's like bot boy, right? It's yeah, just, yeah. It's like uh, potatoes and noodles and chicken, and, and I love it. Yeah, I and a ton so of much. salt. And then if you get the the stuff with the saffron that the Amish make, oh, it's fantastic. So good. But if you cross the line, apparently this pot pie turns into more of like a pastry baked thing. My mother's pot <laughs> pie was, if you imagine, kind of a kind of a shepherd's pie kind of deal uh-huh. with a pastry. with a with a a pasty pastry crust mm-hmm. kind of on top. It was uh, she used to use biscuits basically mm-hmm. to make make the crust, and it was delicious, but very different. But that's not pot pie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually prefer the the up here pot pie, <laughs> the as I Pennsylvania call it. Dutch pot pie. But I liked my mom's too. So we don't really know many people with, there's, there's with our last name around, around here, right. thankfully, because they might be related. So I'm laying in the hospital, and and basically Allison is advocating for me to just just start the steroids on him. This is an MS attack, and you know they're not taking her word for it. Mm-hmm. They need to talk to the neurologist and this and that. Well, here comes the attending neurologist, Dr. Renner, introduces himself, asked me if I run into many Renners around here. <laughs> I said, no. He said, I think his family said he was from the Dakotas or something. He was a pleasant enough conversation given my circumstances, given that I'm essentially paralyzed in bed. And, uh, lo and behold, his first name, Christopher, which, as I said, that was my brother who was diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer a little bit before I was diagnosed with MS. So, a little tap on the shoulder there. The other's always got to give a wink and a nod and a, or a push or a pinch or <laughs> whatever it does, but, uh. Not a bad, uh, not a bad reminder of my situation either. That and the perspective of for all the trials and tribulations of MS, I I got to see my kids grow up, and my brother did not. So I don't know that that makes me lucky or anything, mm-hmm. but it just means I got a different lot than my brother did. He he got a he got a worse hand than mm-hmm. I did. So I've been in bed my hands are shaky I'm bored the new editing program is at a standing desk that seems that seems like a great idea now <laughs> again we're going to build some redundancy into the, all this yeah we're going to take some of the the money that people have given us to help us get through and, and use some buy some things that will help Yeah. some adaptations to so you could work from bed if necessary, and exactly. So can't edit. Can't really respond I to emails can't too well. Re- yeah, can't really respond to emails too well. Can't do I, interviews I, right now. We have a laptop. I could do emails on, but it's really. 
I really don't like, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of laptops and so I'm bored. My hands are weak and shaky and I wanted to try drawing just to see where I was. I haven't tried to play music yet. I'm, I'm a little scared to try that right now, but so I'm doing these little drawings, which are just fun things for me. I showed a couple of them on Discord and Instagram and Facebook, and, and people really seem to like them, which I'm happy for. It's it's a much looser style, I think, for me, because I just don't have the control right now. It's fun. They're very fun to do. I'm, I'm having fun doing them as far as, you know, being stuck in bed and... <laughs> So, they're wonderful for that. This is like, give me something to do and something fun to do and, mm-hmm. and, and something creative to do. And like I said, pe- people like them, so that's mm-hmm. good. And people have been inquiring, like, oh, are you going to put this up for sale? Yes, I think I am. Uh, some are already spoken for. There's a, there's a flannel man that, that I think everybody wanted that's already spoken for. Uh, there's a, a Bigfoot holding a heart, which I basically did as a thank you. That was the first one I did for everybody. It was just as a thank you, a little thank you drawing for everybody. That's already spoken for. The rest I'm going to hold back, and we're going to do some sort of auction. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do with those. And, um, I think one of them I would like to auction, like you suggested, and have the money for that one go to uh, MS Research. And the other, uh, the others will just auction for the podcast and continue to, like I said, kind of build some redundancy in our equipment and some adaptive things that'll yeah. make it easier for you to work, regardless of yeah how you're feeling exactly. So those will be coming up. However, I've gotten more response from those than almost any drawing I've ever put up for sale. The flannel and is like one of my favorite things you've done in recent times. I mean it. I'm glad people like them. They're they're fun. They're a lot of fun to do, and and they're they're just to to keep my mind active and to to sort of reaffirm that you can still do things. Exactly. Yeah. Even if my hands are shaky, I can I can still I can still do something. So they're great for me. Like mentally, they're I love doing them, and they're fantastic. And and like I said, they're fun. And, uh, so I'm going to do a collection of them, a little booklet or something, so everybody can own them if they want. Whatever one I decide to to auction for MS, I hope it I hope it goes for the most amount of money. I hope you know that's the the one that uh, that brings in big money. The rest, whatever you know, like I said, we'll just we'll just raise money to, like you said, buy some equipment and some new stuff. And and Chad said he'd like to help us start editing too. So maybe we can get some not only redundancy in equipment but redundancy in manpower. This won't happen again, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. So look out for those. Um, I think the the collect it's just going to be a little collection. I'm not you know however many before I'm out of bed is seven hundred. Are you thinking maybe? <laughs> I turn around. I'm like you were supposed to be resting. And Tim's like I did four more drawings. <laughs> <laughs> I do one or two a night. <laughs> It seems like you're getting a lot done for times when you're supposed to be resting. It is restful to me. It's yeah. a, otherwise, I'm just going to sit there and stare. The TV's yeah. not that interesting to me. So, um, you know, a little booklet, and then you know, everybody can own it. And I think I'm going to call it Monsters Under the Hospital Bed. 
because I'm just drawing monsters right now. It's just fun. It's fun stuff. So, can you draw a little bit of COVID in the ER for me? <laughs> That's the the biggest monster that. Uh, oh, that was yeah. So I, was, I don't know if anybody's had to go to the emergency room in the past year. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> we can avoid it. We have been because of your status being compromised because of the medicine you were taking previously, which had lowered your immune system. We've been really, really careful, mm-hmm. perhaps more so than other people might have to be. And um, so we haven't really been out too many places. We go to just a very few places that we right. feel safe. We certainly don't go and sit next to people who have COVID, no, which is unf- a unfortunately where we were seated in the emergency room. Trial by fire. Trial by fire in there. And I felt so bad. And like I said, Allison's just been, she's been handling everything. She's handling the Etsy orders. She's handling everything around the house. There's not a lot I can help with right now. Uh, so next on the agenda is to ask everybody to be patient with us. Because that email is... It was backed up before this happened. <laughs> yeah, it really was. And I I feel like I do need to step up and help you with that because it's just gotten to the point where one able-bodied person can't handle it anymore. So... I have to take on some of that and and maybe there'll be like we'll just have to streamline some things to make it easier if you're submitting a story that you'd like to tell later on or yeah tina did get that me started with that and i just haven't had time to implement it because besides strange familiars i've also got where the footprints end and i'm doing book tours and you know virtual book tours and and this and that and and because i have that that little monster on the wing. You know, when I get 10 minutes, often answering email isn't isn't my favorite way to spend 10 minutes. Yeah. I don't know anybody who gets up in the morning and goes, I can't wait to dive into all the email I have. <laughs> and not that you don't want to have the conversations with people. If they were right here, it would be easy enough. Yeah, you know, exactly. Not, I know you love interacting with people. And oh, I love people, it. And I, and, I, and I know you miss it. And I take this job very seriously in as much as you know at some point it the seriousness of it really kind of fell me in in a, in a positive way and I realized whatever I am paranormalist folklorist somewhere in between both of those things I'm documenting these stories I'm getting them down yeah you're the Alan Lomax of Bigfoot stories <laughs> or, or the yeah flannel yeah. man or whatever yeah. we're doing yeah and the importance of that is not lost to me and, and and the importance of my part of that is not lost to me and I, I do I take it very seriously and I love it too you know it's something I take seriously and I love so I hate missing interviews I hate being a bad email correspondent I hate missing shows I'm sorry for all that we'll do our best to catch up Patrons have been lovely, as well as everybody else. A lot of new patrons have come in since this, even though I announced on Patreon. I think we'll, I think we can get a patron show out in April. I don't think we're going to miss one. It's possible we do. I don't think we're we're going to. Even though I announced that we might miss some shows, patrons came in, new patrons. Patron rewards are going to be delayed coming out for a while. Etsy orders are going to be a little delayed. We're 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 doing our best. We'll catch up as soon as we can catch up on everything.
But thank you guys so much for all that. Just, I can't say thank you enough times. It's it's just incredible. It's incredible. We've got some stories in the can that we can do that don't require me to go on site as I'm not leaving the house for a while. I've got some interviews already done in the can. I will see how I feel next week. About, I had to cancel all interviews this week. I just, again, it's a standing desk. That's where I do my interviews. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't do it. We'll see next week how I feel about standing for long periods of time. If possible, I will continue interviews then. If not, I'm going to have to keep pushing them. And I'm sorry about that. Anybody who had an interview schedule, I'm, I'm sorry. This is beyond my control. Um, I wish it was. <laughs> But we'll see, like you said, we'll see what kind of adaptive stuff we can get and maybe change things around. Certainly recording here in bed next to the window with the traffic going by is not 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 ideal. ideal. (laughs) Not ideal. But it does lend that on site. (laughs) Yes. You can almost hear like pillows scrunching around. (laughs) (laughs) Lamest on site episode ever. (laughs) It's actually one of my favorite places. (laughs) I thought we could do an an episode of... uh, Famous people who had to take to bed. That's one of my pet topics anyway. I yes. collect. There is a famous uh, local, like York County's um, very own Emily Dickinson, who basically was stricken with what was unknown at the time in the mid 1800s uh, some sort of spinal. Um, disease of unknown origin. Hysterical paralysis? Yes, maybe hysterical mm. paralysis, uh, which ha- which made her confined to bed for the rest of her life where she wrote the most tragic religious poetry you've ever heard. It's <laughs> and s- someone who I'm rather obsessed with as a, a local celebrity, so maybe we can do a whole, yeah. a whole episode about people who had to take to bed. We could do that, and there's, there's some hermit stuff I want to do coming up, and some folklore shows that John and I were going to go visit the area, but they could be done without visiting the area. So we'll see. Yeah, and I think good. Um, and there's plenty of interviews in the can. I mean, yeah. there's what you hear next week might be an interview that that's already recorded because there's plenty I've, I've already done. And that's just the nature of recording three interviews a week and releasing one show a week. You get, you get a backlog. Yeah. The show is not going to change perceptibly, I don't think. From from no, what? I think this. I'm, I'm this my, episode aside. Yeah, my goal is that this episode is like the stopgap between the previous strange familiars and the not new and improved, <laughs> 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 the old and adaptable, <laughs> the adapted strange, familiars. the adapted strange familiars, which hopefully will not sound appreciably different. No, I think it'll probably be pretty much the same show. If going I know through. you pretty well. I think you're probably getting the. Just so you don't have to do any editing, I won't swear, but <laughs> I think you're getting pretty sick of, of of this state. I think you will force yourself to do more than you probably should sooner than you should. I'd like to get back to it. Yeah. I would. And today I tried, and today I was told by my body, you need to lay down. Yeah. So. I think you'll get stronger with every day. Each day you've been able to walk a, a little bit further, which is a huge victory and yeah. gets you closer to the woods and closer to the being outside more often. And Yeah. This is a very special strange familiar. It really is. It really <laughs> I wanted is. to like end this in like a, 
a happy, light kind of, like... We do have something we have to do. What's that? We have to thank Tina for 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy, who has really been an angel. She's always been a champion of, of the Strange Familiars cause, even beyond being a... Yes, and you know it's not just Tina. It's there's a number. Oh yeah, of, and I don't want. I, I specifically didn't want to mention too many people because I didn't want to leave anybody out. Exactly, but, exactly. But I'm I'm mentioning Tina because we're about to do a 90 days commercial here. Yeah, she's been amazingly sweet and. 90 days to the perfect puppy supports this podcast not just with advertising, in every possible way. So I want to thank Tina, and uh, if you have a puppy. And you need help with your puppy. You couldn't find a kinder person mm-hmm. to be helping you. This 90 Days to the Perfect Puppy. You can find them at sithappens.us. I don't have my paperwork in front of me. But I know sometimes puppies... Puppies can be whirlwinds of destruction. <laughs> and they dev- help you develop the perfect one-on-one relationship between you and your puppy. They absolutely can. They have secret Facebook groups. They have one-on-one options. You can find them at sithappens.us. You look for the 90 days to the perfect puppy link at the top of the page. I can't think of a more wonderful company Mm -hmm. to sponsor us. I'm so proud that they're our sponsor. And I'm I'm proud to to say uh, we love 90 days to the perfect puppy. Thank you for all your help with the podcast and, and thank you for your support. Great company. Sithappens.us. Look for the 90 days to the perfect puppy link at the top of the page. Well, I guess we'll be back soon. Yeah, I'm... I've, you know you're not going to take another week off. <laughs> I know you're not. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, you know, again, we might have some, some guest episodes here coming up. I, I would like that. I think that'd be fun. It would give me a chance to recoup a little more. And maybe just... But, do things, but do them a little slower. Just yeah, for a couple weeks. yeah. But we'll see. Uh, you know, all my friends that do podcasts, they have their own podcasts. You know, it's yeah, it's, it's hard it's, to do an extra one. Exactly, it's literally asking a lot to ask them to do that. So, no pressure. We'll see what happens with that. We'll be back very soon. Our plan is as soon as possible to get this back up and running, the way it was before. Weekly shows, patron shows, once a month at least. Hopefully, more. Allison conquers her fear of technology and learns editing. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of spooky stuff coming up. If we could just do this all by letters, I think, like a zine and a letter-based thing, but I guess that wouldn't be podcasting. <laughs> yeah, that's not a podcast. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess that's it. I guess we'll be back soon. I Thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks for being patient with us. Thanks for your support. Uh, sorry this wasn't anywhere close to a normal... Strange Familiars episode, but uh, we wanted to update you and kind of fill you in with what's going on. I'm okay. I'm going to be all right. I'm, I just need just need, a little time. Just need to get back to to where I was as much as possible. And uh, the the future looks good. And once again, thank you guys. I I know I'm in the right place. I know where I ne- I'm where I need to be, which is a uh, Maybe the first time in my life, other than, you know, my marriage and my kids, as far as, like, creativity and, and mm-hmm. job-wise and all that. Uh, yeah, it's a lot easier to know where you shouldn't be. But yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a little harder to to finally realize where you need to be. Yeah. So, um, once again, thank you. 
We'll be back soon with another episode of Strange Familiars. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts, music books, art, podcasts, and more. If you like the music that you hear on Strange Familiars, that is by Stone Breath. You can find that at stonebreath.bandcamp.com. We are on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars, where you can join the Strange Familiars gathering group. And we're on Instagram at strangefamiliars. flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. 